Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday. This will be the first trading day of the week. We've got economic news coming out of uh, China, as well as uh, what's happening in our markets uh, this morning as we get ready to start off the day. Remember that uh, there's a lot of things in this world, you and I, we, we can't control, but you can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. You need to know what that risk is and what that risk should be based on your certain criteria in terms of how much longer you're going to be working before you start to retire and your risk tolerance. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And with that, we got Dave coming up next. One oh five point seven light FM. Hey there, glad you're with me today. It's eight forty one here now, nineteen before nine. Time to check in on your money. We got a short trading week going on. The markets were closed yesterday, so we got three days to digest how the world it is and following up a really hot streak on Wall Street. Let's see if we can keep it going this morning. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is ready and raring to go with plenty of caffeine, I assume, Philip. Good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well today. It's uh you know, but the markets are really struggling right now, Dave, and, and we'll talk about that more here in just a few seconds. But but it is, um, you know, we're not off to a really good start this morning. And that's really frustrating because one of my leads that I had off of my tip sheets is NASDAQ is coming off of an eight-week winning streak. That hasn't happened since 2019. Standard & Poor's 500 is running five consecutive weeks of up days. And uh, with all that big momentum, we're starting on a four-day trading week kind of on a, on a funk. And I'm really not 100% sure why. We were kind of noodling it through before we went on the air. It obviously isn't the housing industry, because yesterday we had one report out, the uh, Home Builders Confidence from the uh, National Association of Home Builders actually managed to swing positive for all the you know, bleak outlooks we've been getting on building permits and everything. That surprised me. And then we start out this morning with uh, the uh, federal data dump, building permits during the month of May up 5.2%. They were only expecting about four-tenths of a percent. And actually laying brick and mortar, the housing starts themselves. They revised last month downward by a few percent, but they expected a slight decline this month, and all of a sudden built housing starts up 21.7%. That sounds like overheating to me almost, doesn't you? Well, it does. I will say that I had a conversation this last week with a guy that built some houses, and 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 his take was, you know, that there's such a limited inventory of real estate right now um, that that new home sales are really the thing right now. You know, watching them come out of the ground, and so it, it, it is a surprise. Don't get me wrong, because that's a huge number. But it's um, but I, I guess based on some conversations I've had, I guess it's not unexpected because there's just not the inventory here. So contractors are just Plucking them out of the out of the ground right now. You can't find an existing home to buy, so you just build one fresh, huh? Well, yeah, and that way you get your choices right huh. off the bat. You don't have to go in and modify anything. I suppose, and I, 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 anecdotally, I know in my subdivision there's just a running ton of planned new homes and uh, homes being built and developments being planned, and it just kind of goes counterintuitive to the conventional wisdom that you and I have been talking about. But that was, without a doubt, a very, very pleasant surprise. And that, 
I would normally expect to see be a boost up for the market since housing is so doggone important to the economy as a whole. But uh, the other thing, then, Anthony Blinken, our Secretary of State in China, he actually made nice, shook hands with the haunches in China, including with President Xi. I thought that would probably give us some confidence as well, but then there's some uh, economic reports coming out of China that you've been reading that don't indicate quite as good a news, huh? Yeah, it's not. I mean, China's really in a tough boat right now. Their their uh, People's Bank of China actually reduced their interest rate, their key interest rates, by a tenth of a percent, and and that wasn't as much as analysts had expected them to drop. They expected them to drop by, by about. 0.15. And so <clears throat> that's putting some pressure on the foreign markets as well as our markets here in the United States. Because, and, and I, did, I guess I didn't really realize this, but, but China is on the brink of deflation, not inflation, but deflation because the, they're just, their property, property prices have gone up so much. Um, people can't afford housing, just kind of like here, but it's starting to fall off now, as well as um, just people getting back to work after COVID. You know, China just shut stuff down so hard during COVID several times repeatedly that they're just having a tough time kind of coming back out of that. They're kind of something just looking at their markets over the years. They, they almost had a bubble crash recession going on, didn't they? Yeah, and, and now it's about to flip to, uh, to yeah, and, and they are close because because they've been shut up for so long um, that that seems to be really playing havoc with their economy. And you know, it's interesting that might also explain why all of a sudden the uh, Chinese leadership was willing to actually let Blinken come over and say hi. Uh, they see the necessity of trying to make nice with the rest of the world because the last thing in the world they want is a rotten economic relationship with us while they've got some challenges on their side of the fence. Well, that, that's true. I mean, let's face it. It's a world economy, and, um, and it's important that, um, that they try to at least play nice with the rest of the, the folks in the world. Yeah, and when they're booming, they can afford to be obnoxious about it. But when they start getting soft, that's when they start getting cooperative. I, I found it kind of interesting as I, you know, given the uh, saber rattling back and forth between China and the U.S. for the last oh, good lord, six eight months or so, I was kind of wondering. I mean, they wouldn't even take our phone calls for a while, and then all of a sudden, our Secretary of State is going over there on a, you know, top level conference. Actually, meets President Z over there. Something changed all of a sudden. It wasn't just because we were getting a little close with our warships over in the Taiwan Straits. That might actually answer it. And it, it, we, we always make fun whenever a Chinese economic report comes out. They say our economy grew by 5%. You and I both giggle and say, well, that means probably closer to 2 So it's always kind of a closed economy to figure out exactly what's going on. And you kind of have to do the tea leaves off things like their central bank. Well, that, that's right. And the only thing that I did kind of read that there, there's some hope yet, it hasn't happened, but that, that that indication by the People's Bank of China that they've lowered interest rates, they, they, they feel like there's other tools that the bank uses that um, like the reserve requirements of the banking industry, that those things will be um, relinquished a little bit and give them a little bit more room. That hasn't happened yet, but that is the expectation based on the interest rate hike. I mean, decline. okay, 
Okay. I'm looking at the Asian markets, and they're obviously unimpressed. What you say rings really true with a lot of red ink over on the Asian rim at the moment. And like you say, it's an international market. China, we, it may not be our best friend, but they are our biggest trading partner, especially in terms of our imports. And if China goes to heck in a handbasket, where are you going to get your next big screen TV? Uh, well, that, that's right. You know, so that's where, you know, everything went from. I remember when I was a kid, it was everything was made in Japan. Now everything's made mm -hmm. in China. Yeah, absolutely. China, like I said, it may not be a friendly trading partner, but they're a doggone big trading partner. We don't we don't want to see them go toes up. On the other hand, a little bit of concern obviously softens up them their attitudes on the political front, which doesn't hurt our feelings either. Like I said, it, it reflected on the Asian rim markets, and that may be the contribution to why we're a little bit on the soft side today, because those housing information was just absolutely gangbusters. We were talking yesterday while the markets were closed in terms of the tail end of the earnings season. We've got two big ones coming out at the end of the day today, but there really isn't much in terms of news going out this morning, is there? No, there's really not. I mean, there's some downgrades and upgrades. I mean, the biggest news I've got is, you know, that Alibaba's CEO is stepping down and it's going to be replaced by, by somebody else, one of the co-founders. And so that's... Um, that's causing havoc on Alibaba. I mean, they're down about 2%. But but other than that, there's just some, like I said, some upgrades and downgrades, and, and that's really all that's happening right now. As uh, long as he's not in a labor camp, we'll live with it in the process. There's always a possibility in China of that happening. Uh, <laughs> setting the table this morning, Friday was kind of, we were writing it off as being maybe a profit-taking day on Friday because everything was off by just a little bit, not catastrophically, but off. 45 minutes before we start a shortened trading week on Wall Street this morning. Uh, we're kind of alluding to it. How bad are we looking this morning anyway? We've got more more red ink, Dave, uh, to start the day off at least. Uh, right now, we're looking at the Dow being down almost a third of a percent. The S&P 500 is down uh, three-tenths, and the NASDAQ 100 is down a little over a tenth of a percent. And the Russell 2000 is down almost a half a percent. So, it's kind of funny there because everything's down, including the VIX. The VIX is down mm. like three tenths of a percent as well. So, um, kind of counterintuitive there. Then on the other side of the coin, uh, commodities, we've got all red ink there as well. Silver dropped significantly overnight, down 1.9%, uh, down below $24 again to $23.65 an ounce. Uh, gold's down seven tenths of a percent at nineteen hundred and fifty-seven dollars an ounce, and crude oil is down one point one percent this morning. Uh, right now, it's at seventy-one dollars and twelve cents a barrel. Yay! Head back down. At least there's one number I'm glad to see in the red. I mentioned exactly. the Asian rim was yeah really I look I mentioned the Asian rim was uh, red ink pretty much Japan funnily was up by a little bit fractionally but up as far as the Chinese base markets Hong Kong down by more than a percent and a half Shanghai was down by a full half a percent and uh, even the Taiwanese markets down by more than half a percent this morning nobody was happy with that central bank decision in China over in Europe they're kind of saying they don't give a fig markets are mostly up but fractionally halfway through their trading day getting a plan for retirement counts and we just illustrated it China goes a tenth of a point up on uh, down on interest rates and Markets go to heck for a day. That's not the way to retire. I need a plan. Philip, how do I find you to get that? You know, Dave, that's exactly why we developed our core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. 
making sure that the risk they have is the risk they should have in their portfolio. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again, together again tomorrow morning about the same time to tell you what's happening tomorrow morning here on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. I will catch you then, all right? All right, man. Have a great day. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your day goes well. I look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care now.